Welcome to the 10th episode of Ask the Water Polo Goalie. My name is Glenn Bush. I'm an assistant coach and the goalie coach at UCSD. This podcast is me answering the questions that I get or see about being a water polo goalie, training as a goalie, and coaching water polo goalies. And from time to time, I'll also answer questions from field players about how they can be more effective as a player from the goalie's perspective. In this episode, I'm going to spend most of the time talking about the do's and don'ts of highlight reels. But first, I'm going to answer one of those field player questions from a goalie's perspective. I saw this question on the Reddit water polo forum. Quote, does anyone know pretty nasty shots that goalies cannot block, or do any goalies know some shots that are really annoying, and how to perform them? I'll put the link to the question in the comments in the description. There are some pretty good comments in there, and the common theme is just, you know, master the shooting basics, which is true. A well-placed corner shot from the outside with some good speed will get you a goal more times than not. You know, it could be a straight pick up and shoot, can be off just a fake or two, but a highly accurate with some pace uh, is going to get you a lot of goals. You don't need to do a ton of fakes to score. Getting a goalie off balance, even just slightly, gives you enough of an opportunity to score on a well-placed shot. Uh, Alex Bowen, current national team member, and when he was at Stanford, is a good example. He has a very solid fake, but his accuracy is truly impressive and then you put that with the amount of heat he puts on a shot. And the last time we played him in college, he was at the four spot, you know, the weak pocket for a right-hander. We had to drop off him ever so slightly as we were picking up drives through our zone defense and trying to press out Bonani and Churnside, who are on the one-two side, two other dangerous shooters. Bowen, with space, just stepped up. I think it was just one fake, and he threw a laser to our goalie's upper right corner. Our goalie got a finger on it, but just the one fake held up our goalie enough that Bowen's extremely accurate shot just wasn't going to be stopped. You don't need to have crazy fakes to score. Now, all that being said, what I think the original poster wanted was a new type of shot to work on. You know, something outside the basics, something outside the tried and true. From my perspective as a goalie, some of the nastiest shots are hezzy shots, you know, hesitation shots. That is if they're done well. Uh, the prime example is Dennis Varga, a Hungarian national team player, and he plays for FTC in the Hungarian Pro League. And he has some of the best hezzies I've seen. And I think I'll put a link to one highlight reel, and the very first two goals are his hezzy shots. A well-executed hezzy shot is dangerous because the shooter arms comes forward at a regular shooting speed and then stops. So a goalie, or like just my perspective, I would build up my base in anticipation for that shot but then it doesn't come. And because the shot did not come and did not come at the time I anticipated, I might sink a little bit thinking he's going to pull the ball back and go into another fake, allowing me to recover in my base a little bit. But as soon as I sink, I'm now off balance and the shooter continues the shot after that brief pause. And they put it right past you on one of those open corners. So if you've gone deep with your hands when that arm came forward or when the shooter's arm came forward, and now you're trying to recover for the next fake, it's going to be hard to recover and get that hesitation shot when they continue through it. Now, part of the keys to an effective hesitation shot is that your fake needs to be fluid and the ball needs to come forward in your standard shooting motion. Your arm is stopping right at the point of when you should release the ball on a regular shot. Your arm might even be slightly past this point. And you have to have the wrist strength to pull this shot off because that hezzy really comes down to that wrist snap and the accuracy of your wrist snap. Talking about hezzy shots is not as good as 
looking at some really great ones. So check out that link on Dennis Farga. And for my money, a really well-executed HESI shot is tough to beat. Now I'll get into the do's and don'ts of a good highlight reel after this brief message from our sponsor. Let me start off with how lucky you are with the cheap video editing software you have access to, plus all the high quality and effectively cheap cameras you have access to as well. You know, the iPhone in my pocket is far better than anything I can get my hands on back in the day. Now, this is my walking to school, uphill, both ways, in the snow type of story. When I wanted to make a highlight reel to get recruited to play in college, my mom had to lug an old suitcase-sized camcorder around, the ones that sat on your shoulder, and she had to carry around all those extra VHS tapes. Then I had to take all these VHS tapes and I had to edit them into one video. Now, I was lucky enough that my mom was a teacher and her friend at the middle school taught a media class, so she had the dual-deck VCR machines, she had the sound editing board, and yeah, at that time, she had the cutting-edge personal software, you know, stuff that would be on a PC, that allowed me to insert titles and text into my video. And with all that, it took me a couple months to put together a five-minute video. Now you can just do it in a few hours, and you can do it at really high quality. But uh, let's cover some do's and don'ts. First thing. Don't create a rapid-fire clip show of just save after save. A highlight reel by design is going to show off your best saves. I get that. But just showing me a bunch of rapid-fire saves without context doesn't help me out when I'm looking at it. I can't determine if the save was a good one or if it was just a bad shot. Do give me a few seconds of context. Even just five seconds of the front court offense gives me a good perspective of what is going on. I can see the quality of the shooter, I can see the quality of the shot and how you're reacting to the offense in front of you. Now, sadly, I believe my original highlight reel fell into this rapid fire mistake. Uh, next, don't. Don't have the camera zoomed in just on you. Again, I need to see your save in context. So go with a wider angle lens so I can see the offense in front of you and still see you clearly. Don't be so zoomed out that, yeah, I can see you made the save, but I really can't see how well you're doing that. Uh, another don't, don't leave off your personal stats. I need to know your height and weight. Yeah, size is a big factor. It also helps me understand your style of play and put your highlights into context. Don't lie about your height. Don't lie about your weight. Be honest. So the do is right away, tell me your height and weight in your video. I really like to see this at the beginning. Again, it puts everything into context and be honest. Another thing I want to see, I want to see your GPA. You know, for us, a UC school, your GPA and academic stats are vital must-haves. We can tell you right away if it's worth your time and ours to continue any sort of recruiting based on your academics. Uh, don't put together a disorganized highlight reel. I like it when a prospect sends a highlight reel with clearly defined sections that show off a key aspect of being a water polo goalie. Uh, they can have a section on passing or steals, uh, penalty shots, lob shots, outside shots, off the water shots, counterattack saves, two meter saves, man down saves, defensive communications, running their defense. It doesn't have to be all those categories, but some basic clear sections help. It helps me focus on the key skill and evaluate you based solely on that skill in the clip. If I'm just looking at a hodgepodge of saves and highlights, it's, again, it's tough to put in the context of what I'm trying to be looking out for and see what you're trying to put your best foot forward on. What about background music? I don't have a clear do or don't on this. 
ideally, I would like to hear you in the game if possible. I want to hear if you're talking and I want to hear what you're saying. This is tough based on who is filming you, where they're filming from, and what device they're filming on. For you know DSLR cameras and camcorders, um, you can look into getting a shotgun mic. They even make shotgun mics for iPads and iPhones. A shotgun mic is a directional microphone that should pick up the sound better from the area that you're pointing the mic at instead of just the standard mic on every camera that picks up all the sound around it. Now, if the sound is terrible and you can't hear yourself talking, and it's nothing but parents making fools of themselves yelling the wrong things at rest because they don't understand the game, then please use some background music. As much as I personally like listening to parents yell nonsense, other coaches probably don't. I get a weird kick out of it. Uh, the next don't. This is a kind of a really specific one. I don't think it's going to apply to a lot of you, but if you're a boy playing in a co-ed league, don't include highlights of you blocking a girl shot. I've seen it. The speed and strength of the game is different between boys and girls. And as a boy goalie, it doesn't make your highlight reel look good. It doesn't make you stand out. Now, if you're a girl playing in a co-ed league, include every single highlight of you blocking guys shooting. Again, the boys are bigger, stronger, faster. And if you're in the cage and you're just dunking on them and blocking all the shots, then your highlight reel just went way up. Finally, have a coach or someone with an unbiased eye review your highlight reel. And please accept whatever constructive criticism they may have for you. You want your highlight reel to be seen, so it needs to be good enough to hold a coach's attention. We get a lot of videos, and we have a very quick filter. Uh, besides highlight reels, I've enjoyed some single game highlights. Uh, I can't remember who, but a goalie took the time to edit down a single game into all their defensive possessions. The video worked because the two teams were both two of the top club teams in California. I was able to put everything in context because I knew the caliber of the shooters the goalie was facing. Uh, another time, I received a video from a foreign goalie looking to come to the U.S., and it included all the dry land drill work he does. I liked it because it gave me workout ideas, but it also showed me how hard the goalie works away from the pool. Again, a video can present whatever the editor is trying to present, but I liked it. I got to evaluate his hand-eye coordination away from the pool. Non-goalie coaches might not care about this, you know, but to me it just was another piece to the puzzle. If you have any other questions about putting together your highlight reel, or if you have any other water polo goalie questions, then please email them to me or leave me an audio recording. There's links for both are down in the description. If you want to support the show, there's also a Cap7 affiliate link in the description. If you buy any equipment after clicking that link, I earn a small commission. There's also a link to donate and directly support the show as well. And I'll see you guys next time.